I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on the fan. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. I uh, was planning on talking about Giannis uh, here this hour. We very well might talk about Giannis, but I just saw something here that I'm uh, a little bit taken aback by, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know if you saw this report. Now, first of all, I don't know who Jake Fisher is. Jake Fisher of uh, the Bleacher Report. Uh, have you ever heard of Jake Fisher of the Bleacher Report, Dan Plucker? No. Okay. Uh, Jake Fisher of the Bleacher Report writes, quote, It certainly makes sense that D'Antoni appears to have shown interest in leading the Bucks." sources said. Including Portland's situation, it is said D'Antoni is motivated to find another head coaching role for the 21-22 season. Mavericks head coach Rick Carlisle is another longtime coach who's been rumored to have an eye on Milwaukee's potential opening. Um, where is this? Bleacher Report. I uh, I don't know how to take this. <laughs> I'll be honest; I'm a little bit uh, taken aback. I literally read it in the break, and I was like. What is this? And I'm like, well, maybe it's an old story when it was open when before Bud got it. Maybe that's what it is. Like, I was just trying to figure out what in the world is going on here. Um, but apparently not. Apparently it is a current story. So 
if there's talk around the league about this gig being open while the Bucs are playing in the playoffs still, haven't lost a series, might win the series now. I'm just, I'm just amazed. Here is this, how this whole thing, uh, I'll just read it for you. Uh, even as the Bucs have matched the Nets 2-2 in their semifinals matchup, there continues to be an expectation among league sources that Milwaukee will move on from Mike Budenholzer after three seasons at the helm if the Bucs fall short of the NBA Finals. If that scenario unfolds, it would open perhaps the most coveted head coaching vacancy in all of the NBA. It certainly makes sense that D'Antoni appears to have shown interest leading the Bucs, sources said. Including Portland's situation, it said that Antonio is motivated to find another head coaching role. Blah, 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 blah. Carlisle, Dallas owner Mark Cuban publicly backed Carlisle as a Mavericks head coach following their series-ending loss to the Clippers, but that would not prevent the boss from requesting permission to speak with him. Although Milwaukee assistants Ham and Lee would be expected to garner stronger, strong consideration as well, sources with knowledge of the situation told Bleacher Report. Ham, in particular, is said to be a favorite of Bucks players as it's believed Milwaukee's roster could benefit more from a change at the top rather than an entire transition away from Budenholzer's staff. The Bucks do look to hire a candidate from outside their facility. Current Olympia Milano head coach and former Spurs assistant, Attorney Messina, is another name to keep an eye on, sources said. Let me tell you something. Uh, I think I'm saying his name right, by the way. Attorney Messina, uh, the Spurs assistant. If you go back... Go back to when they wanted Boonholzer. That was the coach that Mark Lazary wanted, was Messina. That was his guy that he wanted and couldn't get everybody else to get on board. So if Lazary is going, hey, like Boonholzer, he's learning under pop, right? He's ready. He's understanding the NBA way of things because maybe the argument was made uh, against Lazary of, Dude, he's got no NBA experience. Like, I'm not hiring this dude. We saw what happened with Blatt with Cleveland. Like, we're not bringing this guy in without any NBA experience. It's just not going to work. Now that Messina's been in San Antonio for a little bit here, a couple years, maybe now, maybe now Messina ends up being that guy. I I don't even know what the question is. I just, I guess I'm just taken a little bit back by this information. I guess the question is, if the Bucs were to move on from Boonholzer, would you want an assistant promoted or would you want a proven head coach? So would you want a ham or would you want a proven head coach from somewhere else around the league? Right? So if Boonholzer, they were to move on from Boonholzer, would you want a Bucs assistant promoted? An assistant coach from another team or a proven winner at the NBA level? I can't believe I'm even having this conversation, but now that I read it, I I love Rick Carlisle, right? So I'm a big Carlisle guy. Uh, I would love Rick Carlisle to be the next head coach in the Milwaukee Bucks. Would be a big fan of it. Uh, Dan Tony, no. No, I, I don't. I, I, I don't really think there's much of a difference there. Now, D'Antoni is essentially coaching the Nets now anyhow, while Steve Nash is the face of the organization. Uh, and D'Antoni's going to get interviewed for that Portland job. And if I was Portland, I might hire D'Antoni. But if 
if I'm Milwaukee, I want somebody with hardware. Carlisle has a championship ring with the Dallas Mavericks. I, I can get down with Rick Carlisle. I can't get down with D'Antoni because it's similar to Boonholzer. Great regular season coach, can't get over the hump. So I don't think I'm 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 ready to go the way of D'Antoni on this deal. Like Darvin Ham a lot. I can't see Mark Lazary going Darvin Ham. I can't. Mark Lazary wants a proven winner, a guy that's done it. And that's why Messina, he's not done it here in the NBA, but he's done it internationally and essentially was like the best internationally. He was that guy. And now he's learning the NBA a little bit. So I could get him selling, you know, what Messina is going to bring to this deal. I can get down with that. I can kind of understand that. I can't get down with Messina over Carlisle. Like, if there's any chance of getting Carlisle, I'm trying to get Rick Carlisle. I just am. That, that's, that I think is, I didn't think there would be any chance of getting Carlisle. But according to this report on a Bleacher Report, if you can get Carlisle, I'm getting Rick Carlisle. That's number one. These other assistants that are out there, we all know my love for Sam Cassell. I think Sam Cassell deserves some, some uh, an opportunity here. Becky Hammond's another one who's been an assistant for Popovich in San Antonio. She's getting looks and interviews all over the NBA. They've interviewed her the last time. I don't know how much she impressed them one way or the other. They went with the proven track record guy in Boonholzer versus going with an assistant. I think there are some that really like her in the organization um, and, and may pull to hire her. Again, I don't think that's a Mark Lazary type hire. And I don't know if Sam Cassell is either. Yes, he has rings, uh, but not as a head coach. As a player, not as head coach. Sam Cassell, does he garner you the headlines like a Jason Kidd? No. But would Rick Carlisle garner you headlines? Yep. Uh, would Dan Tony? Probably. Yeah. And I and I think that's really Lazary, there, there's part of that there that that makes sense. And again. Bucks are tied 2-2 in a series against the Nets. Kyrie is hurt. Harden's hurt. If neither one return, the Bucks probably win this series. After being down 2-0, and some of us, like myself, thinking this series was long done. Not thinking Kyrie was going to get hurt, obviously. And here we sit, talking about potential replacements for Boonholzer. And you could fool yourself and think that Boonholzer isn't aware of this. I promise you, Mike Budenholzer realizes that more than likely they've already got who they want, right? That more than likely they either got who they want or they know they can get who they want. And then they're just waiting for this thing to end to go get the guy they really want. Did you see the shot of Peter Fagan at the game screaming after a Bucks rally with his mask on? I don't know if you saw that or not, but. Just rah, going nuts. I haven't talked to Peter Fagan, so I don't know this for sure. 
But I would imagine Peter Fagan wants to keep Budenholzer. That would be my guess. He doesn't want to move on from Budenholzer. I don't think there's any chance he would want to move on from Budenholzer. And I also don't think John Horst wants to move on from Budenholzer. When they move on from Budenholzer, it's coming from on top. And that's why I continue to say I don't think John Horst will be safe either in all of this if and when they decide to move on. I really don't. They, they both could go bye-bye in a package deal, and then who knows where John Horst ends up after that. But Or Budenholzer. Budenholzer won't be out of work. There's no chance. Budenholzer will be hired immediately. And, and that's the crazy thing about this is, so you're Portland, you have Terry Stotts, right? Terry Stotts gets you to the playoffs every single year. You go to the playoffs for most of the time he's there. Can't get you over the hump. So if you're Portland, are you looking at at D'Antoni and Budenholzer and going, oh yeah, they'll get us over the hump? Based on what? You're going from one guy that couldn't get it done in the playoffs, and then you're going to go hire another guy that can't get it done in the playoffs? So if they do like Budenholzer, do you just wait and see if they get eliminated and go from there? I don't know. Mike the Painter, you're next on Sparky's Midday Manus. What's up, Mike? Hey, thanks, Sparky. I I like what you're saying about Santa Snow. I I would give him a shot, but that would be kind of like giving like the Jason Kidd a shot, you know, that you know wasn't really coaching, but was a bench. Kid was, but, but Mike Snow. Kid was the coach. He was a coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Oh yeah, that's right, Nets. It he was, was coaching me. the Nets because they had Garnett, that's they right. had Paul Pierce. The first half of that season was horrible. Yeah, that's right. Didn't he spill a coffee on the floor on purpose or something to get a, a timeout or something? And then in the second half of that first season, he got him on a big run, and they gave LeBron all he could handle in the playoffs, more so than anybody right, else did that year. Right. Um, and then, you know, moved on that next offseason. But see, if Bud coaches the way he coached yesterday, it's going to be hard, and if we win this series and go to the finals, it'll be hard for them to get rid of Bud. If he can keep the coaching like he did yesterday, well, the Bleacher Report story, coaching guy. right? The Bleacher Report story says if they fall short of the finals, he's out. So that goes along really? with what you're saying. That if if they lose this series, he's wow. out. If they lose to Philly or whoever, if it's Atlanta, it's going to be Philly. If they lose to Philly in the conference finals, he's going to be out, according to that Bleacher Report story. Yeah, it's looking like the Suns are going to make it to the finals, though. Yeah, don't count out Utah now. Don't, don't, don't look past I don't know. Utah. The Suns are a pretty hot team, but yeah, no, I, I know Utah and uh, the Suns are be good. Yeah, it's going to be a great series too. Thanks for the call. Appreciate right. it. Yeah, look, I, 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 I can get down with, um, I, I can get down with getting the guy that you want to get right. Like, I, I totally understand that. If I was an owner and I was in Mark Lazary's shoes, yeah, I would go get the guy I wanted. I'm the owner. That's what you should be able to do. But in this scenario, with this team, with what's happened the last couple of years, with what you have from a personnel standpoint with Giannis, multiple MVPs and so forth, you have to be right. You have to be right. When you hired Jason Kidd, you didn't have to be right. You weren't winning. So it wasn't as big of a deal. When you moved on from Jason Kidd, you just had to get better. Well, you got significantly better with Boonholzer. And he took you to a, a pretty good place right now. When you move on from Boonholzer, the next guy has to win a ring. 
Because anything short of a ring, and it was a failure. Simple. Could have just kept Budenholzer if that's what this was going to be all about. So whoever you hire next will have more pressure on them than Budenholzer did when he got the job and more pressure on him than Jason Kidd got when he got the job. He'll have more pressure than both. Because Kidd got him to one point, Budenholzer got him to the next, and now whoever gets hired next, you're expected to finish. If you don't finish, you failed. Simple. You don't have to like Bud. You can hate Bud. The fact of the matter is, he took them to another level. Another level that Jason Kidd wasn't able to get him to. And now the next guy has to get him over the hump. All right, dial it up. 799-1250. 414-799-1250. Sparky's Midday Madness. Bleacher Report article out. Literally, just I just saw it before the show started, so I was not prepared to do a topic on it. But I read it. I was like, well, now we kind of got to do it because now I'm seeing it. And I'm not going to be able to hold on to this forever. So this is it. They're saying Carlisle's interested in the Bucks job. They're saying D'Antoni's interested in the Bucks job. Plus, you got Messina, who we knew Lazary wanted when they hired Budenholzer. He's out there. He's a Spurs assistant coach now. Was one of the best coaches uh, overseas for a long, long time. And then you have their own assistants, Hammond Lee, uh, that probably get interviewed for jobs around the NBA. And then you have other assistants, like a Becky Hammond or a Sam Cassell, who also might be out there. So what? type of person are you wanting? Do you want a proven winner like Carlisle? A guy that has a ring that won a championship? Are you willing to take that hot assistant coach that's out there? Would you rather get rid of Bud and just promote Darvin Ham? Kind of keep everything intact with, with a different voice? Would you rather go that way? That That's the question. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. We'll take your calls. Coming up next, also tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Madness, uh, 1250 AM, The Fan. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. You heard Robbie Makloff comes up at 3 o'clock. Based on what I've seen from Robbie's Twitter account. Oh boy, he's all fired up. I, I didn't see anything that I saw Rami tweeting about. 
did anybody see anything about, oh, the Bucks are going to get an asterisk if they beat the Nets without the uh, without Kyrie and Harden. I did see some fool tweet out that this championship doesn't count if the Nets don't win it because it won't be the true best team uh, to win the championship. I, I agree with that. That, you know, look, if if the, the team with the three best players on it don't win the championship, it's probably not the real champion necessarily. But that's how it goes, man. Like, there shouldn't be an asterisk or anything crazy like that because that happens. Not at all. Not at all. So I can get down. With, I, I I I get why Rami's all fired up, but uh, yeah. So stay tuned at three o'clock. He'll he'll be all fired up and uh, happy and ready to rock and roll. And again, he had the he had the Bucks the Bucks Kool Aid going on Friday about this team being able to win Game Four, and he was one hundred and ten percent correct. Uh, so props to Rami again, three to six today with Rami Makloff. And then tonight, of course, Brewers and Reds. After the last pitch, you always make the switch. Fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin post-game show, driven by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, tonight after the Brewers and Reds. Reds come in uh, pretty hot, similar to the Milwaukee Brewers. Question on the table is this. This is coming from the Bleacher Report. I literally saw it just before I came on the air here at 2 o'clock in that commercial break between Big Show and Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, from the Bleacher Report, Jake Fisher is the one that wrote it. Plucker already reached out to see if we can get him on the show maybe for tomorrow. Uh, talking about uh, coaching opportunities, and the Bucks are inside this article. Uh, and I'll read it again for those of you just tuning in. Uh, there continues to be expectation among league sources that uh, Milwaukee will move on from Mike Budenholzer after three seasons at the helm if the Bucks fall short of the finals. Mind you, uh, this is after yesterday's game. This article was written after yesterday's game. If that scenario unfolds, it would open perhaps the most coveted head coaching vacancy in the NBA. Certainly makes sense that D'Antoni appears to have shown interest in leading the Bucs, sources said, including Portland's situation, said D'Antoni is motivated to find another head coaching job for the 21-22 season. Mavericks head coach Rick Carlisle is another longtime coach who's been rumored to have an eye in Milwaukee's potential opening. Dallas owner Mark Cuban publicly backed Carlisle as the Mavericks head coach following their series-ending loss to the Clippers, but that would not prevent the Bucs from requesting permission to speak with him. Although Milwaukee assistants Ham and Lee would be expected to garner strong consideration as well, sources with knowledge of the situation told Bleacher Report. Ham in particular said to be a favorite of Bucks players, as it's believed Milwaukee's roster could benefit more from a change at the top rather than an entire transition away from Boonholzer's staff. The Bucks do look to hire a candidate from outside their facility. Current Olympia Milano head coach and former Spurs assistant, uh, Ettore Messina, is another name to keep an eye on, sources said. Again, Messina is a guy that we know Mark Lazary wanted when they hired Boonholzer. That was well-documented. Well, well-documented. So the question is, would you rather have a Bucks assistant promoted like a Darvin Ham? Would you rather have a young, hot, upcoming assistant coach like a Sam Cassell or a Becky Hammond from San Antonio? Would you rather have a proven winner uh, like a Rick Carlisle uh, that's got the rings and the experience? Um, again, D'Antonio, a proven winner, just has never won the actual championship. Which way would you rather go uh, if in this situation where they're going to move on from him? And again, according to that story, if they don't make the finals, the belief is they're moving on. Tony in Texas, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Tony? Hey, Spark. It, it's a no-brainer. You go with Rick Carlisle. Yep. And I, I've watched this guy for a while down here in Dallas. He took over for kind of similar to Bud. Avery Johnson had a lot of pieces just never could get him over the hump. And then he has that one superstar, Giannis, and, and the, you know, Dirk for the Dallas Mavericks. So, and, and this year, if, if Bud doesn't get it done this year, 
it, it, he's never going to get it done. You're playing a banged-up Nets team, possibly a banged-up Philly team, and then a Jazz and Suns team that is a, a good opponent, but we're not exactly talking about the 96 Bulls here, Spark. So, and not only that, would I hire Rick Carlisle? I double down. I let go of John Horace, and I, I bring in Masai from the Raptors. I go with those guys right there. What do you think, Spark? Look, I, I, I think that is a strong possibility of what they do. I've been hinting at that for the last week or two. I think Dan Plucker would tell you on the air that that's the way they go because, again, he won a championship. Uh, there was a belief that that dude could have ended up with the Knicks uh, in order to try and lure Giannis away from the Bucks. Uh, that there may be something there. Uh, there was a picture that got released. Remember, the NBA was just in Africa doing their thing, and there was a picture of Edens and him talking uh, on the sidelines of the game. Now, again, they could have been talking about what they had for lunch that day. Who knows what they were talking about? But either way, you got, it kind of fuels it a little bit. But if my only thing on that is this, Tony. If you give him the reins to the job, you can't and Mark Lazary then say, but I want my guy Messina as a head coach. If you give him the keys to run the basketball side, then you got to let him pick his own head coach. Right. Right. No, I agree. That's the way it goes. If it doesn't go that way, it's not it's not going to work well. And not only that, but, you know, the whole Giannis thing about Budenholzer getting let go or John Horace, you know, there's that relationship, like you said, with Masai and Giannis. So that's the way I would go, Spark. If the Bucks want to take this to the next level, yep. they have you have to take risks in life. And if they don't win it this year, and I want them to win it this year, Spark, but with all these injuries going on, I don't think they're a sure thing to get past the Nets yet. Or a Philly team that's broke, that's really uh, banged up right now. So if they can't get it this year, Spark, you got to you got to take risks in life and go for it. I don't disagree with you. Thanks for the call, Tony in Texas. Uh, sounds like Peter Fager. I just tell tell you that. Not saying he's not Tony in Texas. I know he is. He calls into other shows, but sounds his voice very similar to that of uh, Peter Fagan. I I agree that you do have to take chances and risk in life. Because um, if you don't, then you're just going to stay in the same place, right? Kind of like running in mud, running in, in slow motion, going nowhere. So you do have to roll the dice and move forward. And I agree again with Tony. If you can't figure out how to get past the Nets team with only Kevin Durant, if there is no Harden or Kyrie the rest of this series, and then you get a beat-up Philly team and you can't get past them either to get to the NBA Finals, uh, yeah, I, I would agree. Time to move on. Time to move on if you can't get it done. Mike on the south side, you're next on the Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Sparky. What's up, You buddy? got my head spinning right now. Ha, I got but my own head know? spinning. I'm trying to make sense of all this. Well, I want to get a heart rate monitor on you. I'm worried. Oh, my heart. My blood pressure's always been good, Mike. I've never had bad blood pressure. So you got a primary, right? Yes. Yeah, he's a, right. he's a Bears and a Cubs fan, so there's hey, that. We're talking about if this guy don't win a championship this year, he's gone. Is that what you're saying? Uh, he is saying if they don't make the NBA Finals, he is gone. Okay. Yeah. So they've got to uh, beat Brooklyn, and then they've got to beat Philly. That's like Aaron Rodgers heard they drafted a quarterback, and he thinks he's gone. But you never know, you know? No, he's gone. He knows he's oh. gone, and he's right. He's going to be gone. He may not be gone this year, but he's going to be gone. All right. Well, we're going to see. I'll let you go. Take care. But see, again, that, you know what's funny about this is could you imagine being in Mike Boonholzer's position right now? Could you? Could you imagine having a job in which you get paid millions of dollars, right? I mean, it's 
It's not like he's broke. Has to work two jobs, three jobs. Making millions of dollars. In which your team has been, by regular season record, the best in basketball two straight years. Then you are chastised for not doing enough and losing in a situation in a pandemic that nobody's ever played in before, not to mention uh, going through social issues on top of it, uh, including one of which happens in your backyard in Kenosha during the pandemic in the bubble. You go through all of that, you lose, you come out, and now it's, well, you don't get there or at least win it, you're done. Now you're in the playoffs. You take out the team that beat you last year in the playoffs, Miami Heat, in convincing fashion. Now you get a Nets team that nobody thought you could beat with Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. You're down 2-0. People really are now talking about taking your job. Fast forward a few days, and you're back to 2-2, and they're down to one superstar health in Kevin Durant. And still a story is written talking about guys around the league that want your job. And that possible replacements for you, and you have not been eliminated from the playoffs. You're not even in a situation to be eliminated in the next game tomorrow in Brooklyn. Even if they lose tomorrow, they get one more to try to save off elimination. He's guaranteed two more games. And yet, the Vultures are circling Milwaukee looking for the head coaching job. Chris in Chicago, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Chris? Hey man, how you doing, Sparky? Good. So I got um I was on Facebook like all week and having debates um with a couple of uh, uh people. And uh one name keeps coming up is uh Mark Jackson, um, Sam Cassell. Now, if you go to Sam Cassell route, who would you pair Sam Cassell for a top assistant? I don't know. That, that's up to him. But uh, I think that he would definitely go get a guy that maybe has been an NBA head coach or who is a veteran, you know, 20 year NBA assistant type head coach uh, to come in to be his right hand guy. Now, who Sam would want to bring in to be that guy, I have no idea. You know, I, to be honest with you, off the top of my head, and I don't know what he would think of this, I think Terry Stotts would be a hell of a hire for Sam Cassell. If he's looking to bring in that right-hand guy, that assistant coach, Cassell, you know, with Terry Stotts and George Carl and all that, uh, and Stotts having great success in Portland as a head coach, to be your lead assistant under you, I think Stotts would make a lot of sense. Yeah, but didn't we have Stotts one time? Uh, the Bucks did, yes, absolutely, yep. I don't know, I don't know if I bring him, I don't know if I bring him back. But remember, this ownership group is different. The GM is different. The roster is different. Everything is different. There's nobody even left in that organization, I don't think, from when Stotts was there. I think everybody's gone, or most of them. Even the play-by-play team. The play-by-play team won't even be there next year with McLaughlin and Paskey. They're not there anymore either. Thanks for the call. It's totally different. I get it, right? So we fire you, and now years later... New ownership group, new front office, new roster. Everything's completely different. Hell, they don't even play in the same arena anymore. That whole area around the arena is different. You're not going to be the guy. You're just going to be the assistant to a guy that you used to coach and be on a coaching staff with to Sam Cassell. Again, probably won't happen. But 
I wouldn't be mad at it if they brought back Stotts to be the lead assistant to Sam. Wouldn't be mad at it at all. I was on a radio station in Portland last week um, when that idiot Neil Olshey, the general manager uh, in Portland, came out and said, oh, they didn't lose in the playoffs because of roster construction. That wasn't the issue. Essentially, just drove over Stotts of the bus at that point. And I said, hey, man, I was younger in my career and on the radio and, you know, talking about they should get rid of Terry Stotts and he's an issue. And now, you know, you fast forward to how old you are now and how much more knowledgeable you are and so forth about just everything. And again, if that would have been me, you know, if if I take me now at this age and put me in that same scenario, I probably don't ask for Terry Stotts to be fired. Because the reality of the situation was the talent was never as good as we as fans thought it was at that time. It just wasn't. It was never as good as we thought. Never was. And we were expecting more and made these guys to be more than what they actually were. They were never as talented as we thought when Sots was the coach. And we took it out on Sots. And we've taken it on a lot of other head coaches as Bucks fans as well. This here, this team, this team is really talented. This team really does have a chance to win an NBA title. This is not those Terry Stotts teams from back in the day. Joe in Oconomowoc, you're next uh, here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What do you, Joe, do, Joe, if the Bucks decide to move on from Boonholzer? You know, another name out there that we haven't brought up is Jeff Van Gundy. Would they want to go get a Van Gundy off of TV, Van Gundy with New York ties, obviously. I don't know if he knows Lazary or not, but Van Gundy would be another guy uh, that has been to the mountaintop. Never finished, but has been there. Man, Sparky, you're tugging at my heartstrings when it comes to Jeff Van Gundy. Well, because, love- again, you watch these games, and how is it you? how do you listen to Jeff Van Gundy and go, oh, yeah, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing? I mean, you listen no, to Van Gundy and you go, yup, 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 agreed, 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 and you're like, man. I wish Budenholzer would see the same stuff he sees. What I here here's a, here's a crazy scenario. Tell me what you think. I know you'll probably agree with me. Hopefully you do. Let's say you bring in Cassell, right? Right. Who does Cassell used to play with back in the mid nineties? Uh, he played with uh, Drexler. He played, with, he, played, he played with Houston, right? Drexler, yeah. Olajuwon, yeah. So his first his first order of business when he comes in, he goes Giannis. I want you to go down to Houston or wherever Hakeem is living, and I want you to spend the whole offseason with him. And teach him the dream shake. Look at what it did for LeBron's career down in the post. I mean, Kobe. Kobe yeah, went and worked with true. Hakeem. Kobe's another so, one. So I would definitely t- – I would love Sam Cassell just because he's a former Buck, obviously. And, I mean, he was pretty much like an assistant coach when he was still playing. Right. So I would love Sam Cassell – I do love Rick Carlisle, though, man. That guy's something else. And what he did against uh, the Heatles, you know, in the championship several years back, I mean, that was a work of art. His teams play defense. I just And look, and, and look at if, 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 God forbid, somehow we can hang on to Tucker and, and bring back Portis and them, if you put, like, Carlisle with that group, it's over. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for the call. I don't think we're going to be able to keep Bobby Portis. But, um, okay, so let's talk about this Hakeem thing. Again, because I've been on the radio forever. When Bogut was here, that was a guy I wanted Bogut to go work with. Every year, can Andrew Bogut please go work with this guy? Can Andrew Bogut please go work with this guy? Did Andrew Bogut ever go work with any of those guys? No. 
Did the Bucs ever suggest that Andrew Bogut could go work with those guys? I have no idea. But that has always been a thing. Gary Ellerson will tell you when it comes to guys on, on the Milwaukee Bucks over the course of the last 16 years where I've said, man, it would be great to have him go work with this guy in the offseason. And again, you actually did have Giannis go work with Kobe when Kobe was done playing and get better. I would love for a Giannis to go work with that guy. KG, kid brought in, and he worked with Giannis, right? But Giannis didn't go work with KG after the season. Not that we know of. If he did, we don't know. But I don't believe that ever went back the other way. They came to him. He never went to them. Now, Giannis has improved greatly to pre-kid to where he is now. He is a much better basketball player. No question. Has he improved the free throw shooting? We thought he did until this whole 10-second thing came up in the playoffs. And now it's you know kind of back to square one again. But it looked like he had it figured out. So figure out a different routine in the offseason that can get you the ball up and into the basket in under 10 seconds. And hopefully Giannis will be fine next season. We don't got to worry about this anymore. But it looked like he had kind of figured that out. Three-point shooting, again, time to move on. Enough is enough of that, all this stuff. I'm with you in that figure out somebody to help him work in the post. That really, again, if it's not Boonholzer, then whoever the new head coach is, if that's what it ends up being, the first conversation needs to be with Giannis. Boonholzer had breakfast with Giannis and Middleton when he got the gig, right? That's when he told Milton, yeah, why don't you shoot threes? Screw that mid- mid-range game. Let's just shoot a bunch of threes. Are you kidding me? That's where I make my money. And I got a contract coming up here. I Are you kidding? Okay, coach. That's what you want me to do. I'll be a team player. So whoever this next head coach is has to convince Giannis to use that strength and work in the post. Use that strength, work in the post. And develop some other stuff. It doesn't have to be complicated, right? And up and under works, whatever. I brought up before, and I brought it up about Brooke Lopez, when Bogut was here, they Bogut at the elbow, they let him kind of run the offense through him. Could you do the same with Giannis? I don't know. Maybe not, but that would be another area to kind of look at. I Yeah, I would love Hakeem or whoever. Pick a different big guy. Hakeem's not getting any younger. But pick whoever uh, to kind of help work with him in the post and get his post moves better. Sure. I'm in. Absolutely. All about it. All right, coming up next, we'll hear from... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Former shortstop Willie Adamas, he joined the Wendy's Big Show earlier today, uh, and it was quite, quite entertaining, including the last question that Gary Ellerson got to ask. Uh, to Willie Adamas. That's all coming up straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Rami's in at three with the Rami Show. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. Talking about this article in the Bleacher Report by Jake Fisher. Talking about uh, apparently Mike D'Antoni has interest in this Bucks job. Even though it's not open. Rick Carlisle of the Dallas Mavericks apparently has some interest. Again, it's not open as of right now. Also... Uh, talk of Messina, uh, who is coaching overseas and has been a great coach overseas, was with the San Antonio Spurs, the guy that Mark Lazary, according to reports, wanted uh, before the Bucks ended up hiring Mike Budenholzer. Uh, so he definitely makes sense uh, from that standpoint. And then you also have their own assistants that, you know, players like on this stuff, like Darvin Ham. And would they just promote Darvin Ham if they were to move on from Mike Budenholzer? I don't think they would. But that's a possibility. Or would they go find a young assistant coach, an upcoming assistant coach, that's never had that opportunity, like a Becky Hammond in San Antonio or a Sam Cassell? You know, would one of them be your choice? As you look at this, first of all, it's foolish, I think, to be even having this conversation, but it really tells you how really real this whole thing is with Boonholzer not coming back when the series is tied at two and the day after I'm reading stories like this. It's just amazing to me. Really is. Let's go to Doug in St. Francis. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Doug? Hey, Sparky. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So I'm going to ask you a question. What sounds better to you, 19% or 62%? 19%. Uh, well, I, I don't know what we're talking about, but 62%. Okay. Giannis's shooting percentage from twos when he's playing in the paint versus his three-point shooting percentage in the playoffs. What is he doing, and what coach doesn't take full advantage of Giannis's talents? It drives me crazy. If we lose the next game in Brooklyn, that's, that's going to be it. It's going to be the let-it-fly scenario. When, when you're in the playoffs and you've got a clear advantage in the paint, you have to take advantage of it. Now, I, I, I'm kind of with you. You know, the series is tied 2-2, but it's tied 2-2. Let, let's, let's face it, right? You've got two of the big three that are out. We played at home. Okay, if they were full strength, this, this probably wouldn't be a series against the Nets at all right now. But to me, we need to get a coach, a former player, who puts the people in the right positions and defends the three. I think it is time for Coach Bud to go. He did a lot of you know great things here, but uh, it's time to move on. We need to win a championship with this team. I got, so I got some for you, Doug. I got some numbers for you, okay? This comes from all my right. guy, uh, Nathan Marzion. I think that's how you say his name on Twitter. Young dude. Really, really good follow on uh, Twitter, M-A-R-Z-I-O-M. He says, in this series, Giannis, uh, 29.8 points. Kevin Durant, 29.8 points. Field goal percentage in this series, now this is overall field goal percentage, Kevin Durant, 45.8%. Giannis shooting 54.2%. 
And look at his three-point percentage. Well, I understand. So, yeah, but I, by I, my I, point I, is, they're averaging the same amount of points, and his field goal percentage is actually better than Kevin Durant playing the way he's playing right now. And nobody's banging on Kevin Durant. Right? Right. Kevin Durant's still probably the greatest scorer in, in basketball. <laughs> exactly. Right? Okay, yeah, thanks for the call, Doug. I, that's all I'm saying. That's exactly right. Kevin Durant is still probably the greatest scorer at basketball. Yes, agreed. But nobody's not getting a Kevin Durant for not going to the rim more. Nobody's not getting a Kevin Durant for taking too many jumpers. Nothing. Uh, I'm with you. I am with you, Doug and St. Francis. Yes, I don't want him taking eight threes in a game. With you. I want him playing more in the paint and learning some post moves. With you. But when you look at Nathan Sweet and you go, same amount of points per game, and he's got a better field goal percentage than Kevin Durant, why is one getting banged on and the other not? That's uh, an interesting point. I mean, to be fair... The last two games for Durant have been awful. Awful. Like, like Giannis-level awful the yep. last two games. And and that's a huge credit to B.J. Tucker with how well he's been playing him defensively. But you have to, you do have to evaluate that. I mean, the Bucks defense is absolutely torturing Kevin Durant right now. He has yep. no idea what to do. And it's not entirely his fault. I mean, he's a slimmer dude. He's called the Slim Reaper for a reason. They're putting a bulldog on him with P.J. Tucker. He's He's been manhandling him all series, even when Kevin Durant was getting his early. It's taking an effect on him physically. No, no question about it. And, and that's that's the one thing, too, from a physical standpoint, uh, the physicality that is just killing Kevin Durant. P.J. Tucker is treating it like a football game instead of a basketball game uh, at the end of the day. And that really has been uh, the, the biggest difference in this whole thing is how physical it's been. And it's just going to get worse for Kevin Durant, folks. It's going to get worse. The reason it's going to get worse is he's going to be the only guy out there now. So now I can run two bodies at him and just pound him in his near the range. You got to worry about anybody else. George on the north side, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, George? Hey, what's going on? So, yeah, um, I'm not thinking about whether his boot holes are going to get fired or not. I mean, if he don't get past this series, uh, he's just not the, the, the a perfect fit here just because of his motivational style of coaching. And uh, as far as the other guy, what you was just saying about the Durant and the comparison with Giannis as far as uh, the percentage, reality is Giannis should be in the post. We already know. And I don't care if their percentages are the same. Common sense, we already know. Uh, Kevin Durant can shoot threes. He can shoot twos. He's a 90-something free throw shooter. I mean, the reality is Giannis should be playing more like a Dwight Howard or a Shaq and have a point guard, a more traditional point guard, and set plays up like that. Don't mind him shooting threes. He is an athletic player and skilled. But the reality is he's playing out of place, and he doesn't need to be a point forward like LeBron James is because he don't have the same skill set. It's just really basketball is not hard. It's common sense. You put your player in the best position to succeed, but you need a coach that sees that and knows that. I don't know, that, man? I, I don't know George, if we'll get to this topic tomorrow or yeah. not because I, I had come with, up with it during the big show. I was thinking about it. And that is, and that's what I was going to do on Madness today before I read this article, is would you rather have Giannis play more like Anthony Davis or more like LeBron James? Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. And I, yep. I don't know if we'll get to it or not tomorrow on the Big Show, but maybe we'll do it on Madness yep. if we don't do it on Big Show. Thanks for the call. That was going to be my topic today. We were going to have that long, drawn-out conversation. Uh, but again, uh, didn't happen because I read this story about apparently D'Antoni and Carlisle wanting the Bucks job even though uh, Boonholzer is still the coach. Uh, Jeff in Wauwatosa, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Jeff? 
Hey, Sparky. Um, like I told the screener there, the biggest mistake Budenhauser made was sweeping Miami. If they would have went to a seven-game overtime, and if they'd have lost, they said, well, Miami, they knew they were going to be trouble. If they would have won the game, which they didn't have to play, the expectations would have been, wow, we're lucky to get by Miami. So, wow, now we get to take on Brooklyn. But the fact that he swept them, everybody thinks they're going to go undefeated into the championship and seems to have a distorted view of reality is what I think. He's fired at round one if he loses to the Heat. I don't care what happens. I mean, this has been said. There was a report in the Athletic a few weeks back that said he was fired if they lose in round one, fired if they lose in round two, would be yeah. fired if they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, depending on how they lose, could be fired if they lose in the NBA Finals, depending on how they lose. So that tells you, based on that, and now this story from Bleacher Report, they plan on firing Mike Budenholzer, and the only way he's going to keep his job if he wins a championship. That's That's what we're learning here, Jeff. That's right, and the one I think the one guy who seems to get a pass, we gave up a lot of guys in the future for Holiday. Yep. He's not the star that he was touted to be. And you paid a lot of money to extend him as well. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Yeah, offensively, he's not been that guy yet. He has not been that guy. He helps you out in other ways, no question. Uh, but, but offensively, he has not been that third member of the big three like you were hoping he was going to be. Uh, when you got him, and that would be the difference uh, here in the playoffs. All right, Robbie Makloff uh, standing by. Uh, we will hear from Rami. I'm sure he is sipping or chugging that Bucks Kool-Aid, and we will hear from Rami Makloff coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Coming up, Rami Makloff. He is sitting over to my side waiting to uh, take over for me. And uh, get that Bucks Kool-Aid flowing coming up here uh, in just a few minutes. And as I said earlier, and I will uh, say again, I don't know if Rami was listening or not, uh, but props. Rami was the only one that was drinking the Bucks Kool-Aid on Friday. He was the only one saying, hey, man, they can win game four now. They can win game I guaranteed, four. I guaranteed they'd win game four. Okay, better yet. Okay, so Friday. you're great. I so you a game four You deserve Thank you. a lot of credit. Thank and you. I guarantee that you will be great doing sales at Young Express, a company we talk about so much. It's continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? They currently are looking to add to their sales department. You've heard me talk about what a great company this is to work for. I go and apply online. Now, here's what Young Express is looking for. Willing to prospect new business via phone, email, and social selling. Reliable transportation. Outside sales experience in the transportation industry is preferred. Excellent written, oral, and face-to-face communication skills are essential. Closing and follow-up skills are a must. Now, what can you expect from the fine folks over at Young Express? Well, salary plus commissions, bonuses, and contests. Existing book of business from day one, very, very, very crucial. If you're starting somewhere and if you don't have an existing book of business, you're going to be uh, scrapping, trying to figure out uh, how, to, how to make a living at the, at the beginning. Expense account with generous mileage of reimbursement, health insurance, 401k with up to 3% company match, profit sharing, paid holidays, personal days, and vacation days, plus cell phone, tablet, and all sales and promotion materials provided to you by Young Express. Email your resume to jyoung at youngexpress.com or apply at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com, J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. All right, Dan Plucker told me in my ear uh, in the last commercial that, hey, before you talk to Rami, I got something Packers-related. All right, what you got, Plucker? Well, I just have a Packers-ish question for you. Okay. Ish. Okay. So the Detroit Lions. Oh, 
released a 40-minute video about their draft day. An inside look at the war like a, room. Like a and, documentary? Yeah, it's thing? like a 40-minute oh. documentary I'll on their that. draft That's kind of cool. I would totally watch oh, that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch the hell out of it tonight when I get sure home. Sure you are. So my question to you is, why in the world have the Packers not done that yet? And can we Easy. please see the reaction to Jordan Love? Easy. That last year's draft, I would love to be inside the war room mm. of last year's draft. I'll tell you why. Because they believe what they do is different from what everybody mm-hmm. else does, and they don't want anybody seeing what they do because of how successful they've been. The Detroit Lions have been so bad for so long, they don't really give a damn what anybody sees because they figure, worst case scenario, y'all are going to see how you shouldn't be doing it. I, I, I think there's a big difference there, right? Like, one organization going all the way back to Ron Wolf is, you will never know how we do our business. It will never be shown. They, have they been on hard knocks? No, no, no. Should they have been on our knocks probably by now? Probably. And Sparky, I don't disagree. And they have been avoiding it forever. I don't disagree with you. They they are very secretive. Oh, it would be awesome. They're very secretive. Because, but but again, you go back, there was no war room. LaFleur was at his house. Goody was wherever he was. There was no war room when they drafted Jordan Love. There there was a pandemic. Nobody was allowed together. Now, this last draft, yes. Now we have the war rooms or whatever we call them. But but even yes. so, they have they have like clips. I've been seeing a couple of previews of just like different people talking at different times, including the players that they drafted. Like the videos of their phone conversations. That's and, cool. From Brad Holmes, the first time they got a call yeah. from him saying they, they they were drafted. I would love to see something like that from Green Bay. I'm well, sure I a mean, lot with, of fans would too. With the Lions and that that war room. I mean, my God, you got all NFL players. You got John Dorsey in there jumping up and down and chest bumping people and everything else when they draft that offensive. Lyman, yeah, that that's the one I'd want to see because you have so much testosterone flying around in that front office. I'm telling you, training camp, y'all better be ready for the 80s because they're going to try and go back. They're going to try and bring it way back when they get to training camp in Detroit. Uh, Mark, if they if there aren't complaints coming from players in Detroit this year about training camp and what they're doing, I will be shocked, absolutely shocked if there's not complaints. I wonder what the, the kneecap biting drill is going to look like. What do you think they do for that one? I have something, but I would get in trouble for saying it on the radio, so I won't say it. <laughs> Younger me would have said it and then would have felt the Worried ramifications. About the consequences later, right? Yeah, now yeah. there's no way I can say it. Off the air, I'll tell you what I think. Uh, but either way. All right, so what's coming up on your show? Coming up on the show. Well, first of all, what did I walk into? What, what, what did I walk into? Because I walked in the studio. Yeah. I wasn't listening to you on the way in. I walked into the Shocker. studio. You don't listen to anybody on the stage you, except yourself. You know I have to listen to music on the way in. Kanye gets me hyped for a three-hour show, all right? I need it. What did you um, listen to for a four-hour show? Kanye. It um, didn't work. Most of the time. No. Uh-uh. I don't think anything could have me ready for a four-hour show. But I walk in, and Sparky is talking about what's wrong with Giannis's game, and then I go and I go to the break room to get a cup of coffee. I come back and you're talking about Coach Bud getting fired and how Drew so Holiday you didn't see. how Drew Holiday isn't paying off right yeah. now. What 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 Okay, what? so first off Is this an alternate timeline I existed where the Bucks didn't just even this series at two and this city's got Bucks lust before burning hot? I hate Bucks lust, so you can stop with that. Uh, I, first off, before the show started at 2 and that little break that I have, I came across something on Twitter, and I thought it was a link to an old story. I was like, oh, this must be old. Well, I better double check. So I click on it. Written today. Mm-hmm. Oh, an old story. Mm-hmm. Talk about Boonholzer and the fact that D'Antoni would like the Bucks head coaching job. Rick Carlisle wants the Bucks head cool coaching story, job. Bro, who cares right now? And you've got Messina who is out there as well. Man, listen. 
you like you said, the series is tied at two, and yet this story of Boonholzer being replaced is getting steam. Eyes it's on not the prize, going away. Man. Eyes it's on the prize. Gaining steam. No, it's gaining steam because you're giving it steam. Eyes on the prize. Can here, you dude. imagine being Boonholzer? You you come back, you tie the series at I two, care. and now you're getting more stories about you being out of a job I at the care. end of the year. This is the same thing I said about Jordan Love. I'm, if, everybody's talking about how Aaron Rodgers is putting Jordan Love in a bad spot. Aaron Rodgers is doing Jordan Love a favor. If Jordan Love believes in himself, Aaron Rodgers is doing Jordan Love a favor by opening the door and giving him an opportunity. So I'm not even paying attention to all the other noise. I just know I got a job to go get if I'm Jordan Love. And if I'm Mike Budenholzer, I don't care about all that noise, man. This series is tied at two. I got a series to win, and you and I, Sparky, both sat in here before this series started and said whoever wins this series is winning an NBA championship. I still believe that. So why am I worried about getting fired when I have a chance to win a series that could determine who's going to be the NBA champion? There's more pressure on you now than there was before. It's it's the same pressure, it's it's just more people finding out. Now with Kyrie out, now... Now everybody is looking at the Bucks. Well, the lines just changed. I just got the email. The Bucks are now favored to win this thing. So f- from that person, not the NBA championship, but win the series. To me, now you look at this and you go, "All right, bud, win it." That that game yesterday was the best game they've played because it was the one game in this series where they looked like they did in the regular season. They were running stuff that they ran in the regular mm-hmm. season. It didn't look like it was a throwback mm-hmm. to 2020. Finally. I said on the air, like, he deserves credit, regardless if Kyrie gets hurt or not. That was a much better game, schematically and everything else, that we saw yesterday that we did not see in the first three games. If he had run what he ran yesterday for the first three games of this series... I don't think it's that he wasn't running it. I think it's that the Bucks, the players were panicking, dude. I don't think that Oh, you're was, going out with the Gary thing? I don't think a lot of that was on Bud. I think the they players just, were panicking. So you think... Let me see if I got this right, because this is what Gary said, too, yeah. the other day. So you think Thursday night? I think they choked. I don't think Coach Bud threw out the game plan and said, "Go play ISO. Don't pass the ball. Take bad shots." Coach Bud isn't going to say that. What did Coach Bud? Why? That's how they played in, in the in the bubble. Why? Why do you think then that for four quarters they played the same way and never changed? Do you think Budenholzer and every time I was going, get your head out of your rear end. That's not how we play. We're not going to play this way. Do you think he was doing that? Or do you think Budenholzer was going, guys, all right, don't worry. We'll get there. Shots are going to fall. Let's keep playing hard. We'll be all right. That's what we're going to do. What do you think was happening? I mean, I don't know. I don't... I'm guessing it was the second version. I don't know what I don't know what Coach Bud's style is in those huddles. And if on the he sidelines. wanted them out he of that offense, he could have gotten them out of that offense. He doesn't seem that fiery, but I'm sure he Oh, he is. I mean, behind scenes, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't do it on the sidelines or or in front of cameras or microphones. Fine. Behind behind the scenes, yeah, right. I've, I've heard that there's there's another side to Coach Bud. And I'm, they're not playing the sure way you're supposed but, to be playing. That's your job to get them to play the way you want them to play. And that's, that's a fair criticism. Which that's he a, didn't do. That's a fair criticism. That's a fair criticism right there. But I don't think that Coach Bud just threw out the game plan and said, "Go, don't pass the ball." Go play ISO and take bad I'm not shots. Saying, oh, I don't know what he told them, but he didn't get them out of whatever they were in. So that's his responsibility sure, as well. Get, and I and I'm I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong about that. And I'm not saying Coach Bud is safe. I'm just saying or, why why is this the topic of conversation today, man? It wasn't until I read that article. Who cares at two about o'clock. that article? We'll worry about Coach Bud's job security I, when this series is over or after they win a damn championship. Bucks lust burns hot. Just I'm gonna delete that. The song. author of that article will be joining us tomorrow on the big show Good. at 10:30. Why? Jake Fisher. Why? Beautiful. To talk not not just to talk about the rumors, Good. but to also talk about the series. It's not just for the rumors. Good the job, rumors are Pluck. an addition, Rami. Yes. And also, nice. I'm just saying it's not my show. Right. <laughs>
I also didn't ask him to get them. He just did it on his own, which is a sign of a good producer knowing what your host wants. I mean, it's very good. Blocker doing a very, very good job over there, other side of the glass. And Willie Adamas on today, that was all Blocker. I heard that. I'm going to try and find somewhere to fit that in the Rami Blocker show has done a, a great job being I'd executive like, producer. I'd like to hear the Willie Adamas interview, and you know if it doesn't play during the Rami show. Then nobody hears it. Then I don't hear it. And you don't hear it because you don't listen to the station. It's, it's nice. But then he wants, oh, our just engineer happened. just fired a spot. You got it? You good? Good? We're good? Okay. We're good. I, I turned it off real quick. It's not a big deal. But Sparky, three things. That was your first break, by the way, of the 15. He just, uh, yeah. I'll worry about that It's later. okay. We, we'll figure it out. He's we're good now. Back in. No, like, we're good. Yeah, yeah. We he got knows it. what he's doing. We got it. Yeah. Three things are playing out in this series that I said would play. I'm only going to talk about one with you right now. I'm going to save the other two for my show. Because one, you laughed at. You laughed at me on Friday when I said this. Uh, same thing that Leroy said about how Durant wouldn't play this bad again. The mystique. Of Durant, they stop with the mystique it's crap. That's stop. It's no. rubbed off. They're not. They're not in awe of him. They're not. They're not. Well, they're not. Stand, no. They're not. Yeah. They're not. Sitting. When it's one versus five, no, you're not going to be in as much awe. Agree. When that game started. When that game when that started. Game started. Yes. When that game started, there is no fear of Kevin Durant anymore. As a matter of fact, if anything, the tides are turning. And now these guys okay. look a little bit scared of Giannis, to I be honest with you. Blake Griffin was real puffy-chested for two games. He started to get less puffy-chested in game three. Yesterday, tucked his tail between his legs and ran. I, I've got a counter. Ran. Got embarrassed when, by Giannis. When P.J. Tucker... I want to say embarrassed. Blake when Griffin. P.J. Tucker went down in the beginning of that game. I saw your tweet. they were working on him. They went to the sidelines. I said, I really hope he isn't out because this isn't going to be good for the Bucs. Then when I saw him go up the tunnel, I was like, uh-oh. Then when he came back, I was like, okay, I feel better. They don't have somebody to replace him on this team. Middleton is not going to be that physical with Durant. They, you don't have Middleton a, helped a lot you, with, with defending Durant yesterday. Though. Help, you know who else did? Helping is one thing. Getting in the dude's head is another. Tucker has gotten into that dude's head sure. and is playing super physical. My point is you don't have another guy that if Tucker gets in foul trouble no. and can't play or, God forbid, gets hurt. You don't have that guy. I probably and agree then with you. It's a little bit different. Now, the other thing with this is no Kyrie. I literally can run three or five guys at that dude until somebody else on that team shows to me that they can shoot. Because Joe Harris hasn't been shooting all that great either. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really hasn't. And then <laughs> the the other part of this whole thing, which again, I I give credit to Boonholzer for. To get Brooke out of there to put Bobby Portis in earlier is something else that people have been asking about, and he did that in the first quarter. There were a lot of good things done Bobby by Bobby Portis. Also. Helped a lot with Kevin yes. Durant too. Well, people have said he should have been playing more, but not our coach. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. We're and good. Drew Holiday nutmegged that dude. Did you see that? Went right between the legs to Giannis. Embarrassed yeah. him, clowned him. She's that that like full core pass by Kyrie. Yeah, Whew, that was a great yeah, pass by Kyrie. That was Kyrie. a really nice pass. Why do you keep going back to to things that aren't good for the Bucks? Because you brought up one good pass, Man. and that the Kyrie pass was a really good pass. I don't care who that would have been against. I would have said that was a really good pass. They could have been playing the Hawks. I would have said, "You see that pass by Kyrie? That was really good." Am I the only Bucks fan here? It's really good. It's really good. Is that, the only th- is that what is that what's going on? Am I the only Bucks fan here that walks these hallways? I'm just saying it's not my show. It's, it's <laughs> definitely not Plucker's show. It's definitely not Plucker's show. No. That's the second time he's disassociated himself from the show. Yeah. Well, mainly me. Gary and Leroy he's all about because he's working for Leroy on the side. So he can't disassociate himself from Leroy because it'll cost him twice. So he can't do that. If he disassociates himself with me, really no harm, no foul whatsoever. That's, not, that's that's after you said what a good producer he was for oh, knowing, he knowing the guest you want yeah, without does. having to ask. No, it's all about being 
making sure Leroy's happy. All right, what what do you got? So uh, we're going to talk Bucks the entire first hour. How dumb are those comments by Mike by Mark Murphy? That's literally the question I have on my rundown here. How dumb oh. are those comments well, by be, Mark Murphy? You'll be happy to know that people don't see any problem of with it. Of course they don't. Because Murphy didn't say it. Ted did. Of course they don't. Come on, dude. Ted said it, not right. Murphy. So Tim Allen is here for his uh, oh, weekly yeah. half-hour visit at 4.30. Lots of Brewers talk, some Pat. draft mockery. And Kane Pittman, host of the uh, Lockdown Bucks podcast, part of the Odyssey family. He's going to join me at 5 o'clock, all the way from Australia, mate. That's the one thing that sucks about our time slot. We can never get him on because he's like I know. sleeping. I know. He's exclusive to the Rock yeah. show. He can't go on any other shows. He's sound asleep in Australia. It's pretty great. We got people on hold. I don't know what they want to talk they about. They want to talk bucks with me, dude. People got bucks Wait. lost, unlike you. I got some NBA breaking news Uh-oh. from Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh-oh. Why are you smiling? Because it's something really good that it makes Ooh. me really annoyed. It's a rule change potentially coming. Okay. okay. So, NBA Competitions Committee met today to further explore rule changes to restrict unnatural motions on jump shots players use to draw fouls. Good. Don't NBA jump wants guys. to limit players, including referenced stars like Trey Young and James Harden, mm-hmm. from leaning backwards and sideways to draw fouls. What about jumping forwards? Or just shaking your head back when you don't even get touched in the face area. Yeah, Durant did that. Yeah, Durant did that. It's ridiculous. I like it. Yeah, Durant did do that. But Thank again, the Lord. But, but, but again... You you have to eliminate the guy from jumping forward, like sideways and backwards. Okay, really stupid. Fine, but, but that's, that's jumping forward where you're jumping two feet into your guy who goes up. That also should be eliminated. If you want to eliminate those other things, that's fine. But eliminate the other one. That's an issue. The only thing about this is it's it's going to get into a lot of gray area and judgment because. Now you're right, Sprite. Some guys just lunge all the way forward yes. and try and draw. But some for some guys just jump straight into the some, guy. For some guys, moving a little bit forward is just part of their natural jumping Middleton motion. Middleton will and, jump straight into the I guy. I know, and and the same goes for if you're you know a fadeaway, if a guy falling back into a guy that that's also natural for some. So now you're gonna have to have referees deciphering was that natural, was that not natural, was that and LeBron or not? LeBron? A lot of the time we can tell, but I think there's there are some some times where there's gray area and it's gonna be up to a referee and and fans are gonna be pissed off. I like it. I like that they're trying to get that stuff out of the game, but it's gonna be a hard it's gonna be a hard rule to call. Nobody hates referees more than NBA fans. Nobody. MLB fans don't hate their umps as much. Oh, I hate NFL. MLB umps far more than NBA refs. Far more. Oh, when man. the Bucks are done with this playoff run. Actually, it's not even their fault. They're asking all these guys to do something to some degree that they shouldn't be. Technology should be doing a lot of this. Back to the rubble, homo? Yes. Mm. Yes. You're not doing that today, though, are you? No, we don't have time for that. Thank God. Bucks lost. All right, Robbie comes up next. Don't go anywhere. If you're on hold, he'll be right with you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.